Hello and welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. My name is Sean Davis Newton, here as per usual for the Cups and Cakes Network. Today I'm excited to uh, air an interview that I did with Jeanette King just last week. We talked about her uh, her brand new uh, music video for a song called Ooh Yeah, which is the featured track at the end of this episode. And uh, along the way, we talk a lot about uh, we talk a lot about songwriting technique. We talk about growing up in Vancouver. We talk about music ed. We uh, we we cover a lot of territory in this one, and I'm really excited to share it with you. And uh, of course, just uh, one little offside mention of the trucker convoy. So <laughs> a, l- a little treat in there for all y'all. As per usual, there is some foul language in this episode, so listener beware. And uh, if you want to check out other episodes of this podcast, as well as other audio, video, and written content, you can do that on the Cups and Cakes Network website, cupsandcakespod.com. One more time for all y'all, that's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Here's, uh, here's Jeanette King. My name is Jeanette King, and I'm an artist, um, singer, producer, songwriter, DJ, hairdresser, <laughs> <laughs> and I make uh, I make I make like alt R and B kind of electronic music. Awesome, yeah. cool. Well, uh, we don't get a lot of hairdressers on the show, so this is going to be uh, this is like a novel uh, first go round. Oh, awesome! Uh, well, I'm <laughs> I'm stoked to be the uh, the first one. Perfect. Well, uh, of course, yeah. Welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. We're gonna run you through the rapid fire here right off the bat, and then uh, we'll chat about your record from last year, which is called What All We right. Lost, and a uh, new video that you got out. Uh, for that record as well. Uh, so without any further ado, yeah, let's uh, let's dive into it. All right. Excellent. Uh, very first question. Do you have a uh, specialty dish that you either cook or bake that uh, people associate with you? Uh, with me? Um, there's this Caribbean dish called uh, salt fish. And I usually make that a lot. And then um, I'd say, hmm mac and cheese (laughs) (laughs) my specialty dish yeah is there a specific type of fish for for salt fish or is it uh flexible yeah it's always salted cod okay yeah it's like salted cod that they put in barrels and put salt over and then it kind of dehydrates the fish and it cures it okay Mm -hmm. so is that like a thing you have to buy like it is a specific like you buy salted cod yeah yeah you bought like you can go to any like um i don't know if you would call it like an exotic grocery store or even superstore might have have it but yeah it's like you go there and you get the fish and it's like covered in salt yeah yeah Mm -hmm. is is it like a, a family thing that you grew up eating or is it something you've kind of taken to in adulthood yeah, no, it's part of my, it's definitely part of uh, Caribbean culture, salt fish. It's something I grew up eating a lot of. My grandmother would always make it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, do you prefer tea or coffee? Tea. Although lately it's been coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're in Vancouver. I, I don't, uh, I know when I was chatting with, I always forget who I talk to to book these, but you're, you're going to school right now, is that correct? I am, yeah, I am. And I have to 
Yeah, I have to wake up early. Yeah, the the school and the coffee thing, I feel like, go kind of hand in hand. Yeah, definitely. What uh, what what kind of tea do you like? What's what's like the go to? Um, English breakfast or orange pico. Okay, are are you um? Uh, w- would you say like are are you picky about the brands of those things, or is it just like oh whatever? It's it's brown water, and I'm gonna drink it. Um. <laughs> um no, I'm not normally picky, but I know that a lot of people are. Like for English breakfast, a lot of people are like it has to be Worc- Worcestershire or something tea. Yeah. I don't know what it what it's called, but yeah, it, it, it's funny. I uh, I have never heard of that in my entire life. And I do. I drink lots of tea, but it sounds yeah. British. So it's I guess. some British like even though like teas come from India. It's like a British thing for sure. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, what's the weirdest job you've ever had? The weirdest job? Um, oh, uh, <laughs> one time I was a bodyguard. Okay. Yeah, that was cool. How how did you uh, how did you get that gig? Oh, this person was just like, oh, I need you to like watch out for me at um at this place that I'm going to and I was like um sure I'll drive you there and like watch out for you (laughs) and I had yeah like like she was like okay I'll be right back and then she like went out away and then came back and then that was it and I was like okay I guess I am a bodyguard now yeah and and you may you may have been uh, participating in maybe a handful of crimes you don't know <laughs> i don't know i'm happy she didn't tell me what we were doing though <laughs> um uh, well, what's the first car you ever owned we'll go with uh, that one honda civic okay yeah what uh what what, what happened to it um i sold it uh to go to india and the following week, the guy that bought it from me crashed it, like completely totaled it. Oh, no. Yeah, my little baby. Do you feel like, I, I know, um, like when you move out of a house sometimes and then you go by years later and the house is just gone, it's like this kind of weird feeling. Is the, Did you have any of that with the car at all? Like, Yeah, it's like you don't get closure. You know, it's like you don't get to see it drive like passing you by with your friend inside of it. It's just gone now. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it, it is funny how easy I think it is to get to it, like to get attached to things like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's some kind of nostalgia. Um, yeah. Like, um, yeah, you do kind of need closure. Car, you for spend sure. a lot of time in your car. <laughs> it's true. And it was like my first car. I was in high school. I had it for like three years. Yeah. How was how was India? That sounds awesome. Oh my gosh, it was it was like simultaneously amazing and scary at the same time. Like I I um flew into uh, Mumbai, I think, and then we just kind of like traveled north and went all over the northern provinces and like went through into Nepal. And then we like hiked the Himalayan mountains. I was away for six months. Oh damn! It was really cool. Yeah, why? Why India? Like, why was that a place that you really wanted to go to? Do you think? Honestly, it wasn't really me. It was my partner at the time. He really wanted to go. Oh, and, 
Yeah, like we had been tree planting, and I think a lot of tree planters kind of like do the, like they'll plant for the spring and then they'll spend the rest of the year like traveling through like Thailand or India or like whatever place they want to go backpacking. Yeah. So it's part of the tree tree planting culture. And so we were like, let's go to India. And then we went. Yeah, yeah. Then we immediately broke up and we came back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, six six months in close proximity. Like if it doesn't really work, it's... It's It's uh, really not going to work. It's really not going to work, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you could book, uh, let's say, three bands to play at a a club you really like and uh, give yourself a ticket to go see them, what, uh, what kind of bands would you pick? I would pick her, I would pick Sade, and I would pick hmm, FKA Twigs. Okay. This yeah. is, um, this is uh, you know, I'm not a person with a, a crazy, crazy knowledge of bands and music and stuff, but uh, it's one of the first times where I don't know any of those groups. Oh, no way. Okay, yeah. well, the, you, oh. You're in for a treat if you ever wanted to explore them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what kind of are they all um, fairly like genre related, or did you pick some kind of disparate things? Um, I would say that like the theme that ties them all together is that they all are like female-led vocals. Yeah, and uh, I would say like soulful voices, or like maybe like melodically R and B voices, but no. Her is hip hop and R and B. Sade is like eighties, like like synth pop, and then FK Twigs is like electronic, electronic vibes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're going to like a bar show or a club show or something like that, do you like going when there's bills that are? fairly well matched to each other or is it more exciting to you to see kind of you know a, a bunch of different stuff all smashed together in one night for me it's it's a bunch of different stuff all smashed together in one night like I would love to go see like a punk band and then like an acoustic R&B and then like you know some electronic thing to end out the night like that sounds like a good time to me yeah I know I I have talked to people a few times just um you know i'm from saskatchewan originally and i'm in edmonton now Mm. and and part of the perk of growing up in like smaller cities or smaller music scenes is that um those are the only kinds of bills that exist it's kind of okay yeah we're just gonna whoever's around we're all pals we're gonna throw them on a bill and it might be weird but it'll be kind of cool yeah that's cool i mean yeah i can't really stick myself into a genre so yeah. Yeah, it it's it's tough. I know um this will be a little bit of a tangent, but I was at like a a family thing over the weekend mm-hmm. and answering the question of like what kind of music do you make is is really really difficult. Yeah, um, it's hard. Just um yeah, I don't know how you feel about like genre as a thing or like those kinds of labels, but I it's feels like the further and further we get into like recorded music yeah. The harder it is to put things into little boxes like that. Yeah, for sure. I think that, um, yeah, I think also, like, as 
like more people kind of experience life on the internet and there's so much blending of cultures and um it just kind of like genres kind of echo that yeah and like you know now we have country songs that sound like trap songs (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like what's happening but yeah it's like you know i think it's part of our evolution yeah yeah is there a social media account that you follow that uh, brings you some joy when you scroll past it? Oh, um, oh my God. There is, I forget their name and I always laugh at their Instagram, Instagram accounts. Um, I'd have to look it up, but I, it's like, a, I like anything comedy. Yeah. Anything comedy, like influencers in the wild is really funny. <laughs> Um, Eggs Tyrone is really funny. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Eggs Tyrone. Do you know who Eggs Tyrone is? I I don't, but I love that name so much. Okay. (laughs) Eggs Tyrone basically, like, takes videos of, like, elderly people dancing and puts, like, trap music over top of it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really fun. Or they'll take, like, he'll take, like, a, a group of, like, dudes like dancing like hip-hop and put like corn over top of it it's really great (laughs) yeah i'll I'll, I'll look that one up you know Mm -hmm. it sounds like something i need in my life yeah Um, it's a good one do you prefer sports board games or video games good question Ooh, it's a tie between board games and video games hmm or do you have like uh are, are you someone, I guess, who goes to, like, game nights and stuff like that? Like, is, some, is that something you do with friends? If someone invited me, I would. <laughs> oh, no. Someone please invite me. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, like, video games, too. Is that, like, uh, something you grew up with or something you came to again, again fairly recently? Something I grew up with, yeah. I grew up with, like, a PlayStation and an <clears throat> a Xbox and a Nintendo 64. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it's funny how much um, I feel like asking that question just immediately like dates a person to a very specific time age range. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or it's like uh, I remember starting at university a few years back and talking about growing up with a Nintendo sixty four and then being around a bunch of people who were like, "Yeah, I had a GameCube," and it's like, "Ah, oh, fuck, I'm old." Yep, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, my little sister had a GameCube. That was her thing. I was like, oh, wow. Uh, do you have a hobby or a pastime that uh, either some people might consider unexpected from you or that you kind of surprised yourself by developing an interest in? Uh, I like weight training. Okay. Like lifting weights. And I also like knitting. Okay. Two very conflicting uh, <laughs> hobbies. I'm a person of very many facets. Yeah. Are are you uh do do you like enjoy like exercise in general is that or or is it just that specific kind of genre of exercise that you find kind of fun? <laughs> I like exercise in general. Like anytime someone's like you want to go on a hike, I will always say yes. I love hiking. I love doing anything physical. Um, I just don't like going for runs. Like I don't like it at yeah. all. <laughs> but I love riding my bike. I love going on the treadmill. Yeah, it, it's I'm the same way. I th- I think there's something just about r- running in public where um, 
I don't know. Exercising alone is hard. It's hard to feel like there are people watching you exercise. Yeah, it's true. Um, as opposed to, yeah, with like hiking or biking, those are kind of just practical things to do that aren't explicitly for exercise. They're also yeah. just like for fun, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, for viewing landscapes and for getting yourself to the grocery store. <laughs> Uh, we got two questions left in the rapid fire. Is there okay. an album uh, that spurred your love of music that you remember from your childhood? Ooh, I mean, I guess it would have to be Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah, it would have okay. to be. Yeah. D do you still yeah. listen to it often? Like, do you come back to it? No, actually, no. I think the whole, like, Michael Jackson, like, scandal thing kind of, like, threw me off a little bit, but... It really, um, yeah, it was the first thing I ever, like, would stop, like, I would record the music videos on my VHS, and then I would, like, learn all the dance moves. I would, like, learn all the songs and sing them to my mom in the living room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not to get, um, I always kind of hesitate, I, I guess, before getting into kind of slightly political, we'll call it, quote-unquote conversations, yeah. but, like... yeah, yeah. Do you find that, like, having that knowledge about an artist or, like, a creator that, you know, they have uh, something, you know, upsetting or immoral in their past, like, does that change how you feel about the work or does it just change how you feel about enjoying the work, if that makes sense? Like, Yeah, I mean, it's such a complicated one because... You know, I don't know if, like, are we allowed to talk about this stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think that, like, abusers were usually abused, you know? And so, like, part of me feels, like, more empathetic towards Michael Jackson. And then another part of me feels, like, like really upset about it, you know? And it, and it does affect how I listen to the music. Because, um, like, I have to, like, feel connected to a person in order to, like, feel connected to their music, I think. In yeah. a, or at least connected to the idea that I have in my mind of them. Yeah. So if that idea is tarnished, it does like change my experience of the music a little bit. But the, the vibes of the of the soundscape and the frequencies still like touch my soul. So it's complicated. Yeah. It's a complicated. It's a complex one. Uh, very last question here. Then uh, are there any uh, kind of up and coming bands and artists that you really love that you want to uh, kind of give a shout out to and recommend to people? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, everybody needs to go and check out Sunflower Band. They're from Seattle. They're incredible. The vocalists are incredible. The soundscapes are incredible. Also, Johnny Tobin, Alex Dobson and Ian Cardona, who are my band members, but they're also, like, incredible musicians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love them all. Oh, also... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, ahead. sorry. Mitch Davis. He just put out a new album. He's a Montreal-based artist as well. Incredible. Mitch Davis. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a second and Google that, because I know there's a guy with the first name... Okay, well, Google's not going to be super helpful. There's a there's a, a Mitch and I feel like it might be Davis, but I think that's yeah. Wrong. But who's he, I, he just put? Mm -hmm. uh, 
who who came up in Edmonton. He's doing a bunch of stuff in Montreal now, but I feel like it might be a different person. No, it is him. He oh, he grew okay. up in Edmonton. Yeah, and he was like super famous there. I heard. Yeah, I think I think went by Mitch Maddock at one point, maybe. Okay, I think he did. I think that was him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I have uh, several. It's like friend of a friend situation again. Okay. Okay. Small yeah. music scenes. Right. Um. Yeah, my a producer, the producer who produced Ouya, actually knows him and like has knows him through the Edmonton music scene. I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I I recorded an EP around this time last year with a really good buddy of of Mitch's. Okay. Um, enough that this guy who produced the record for me gave me a just a massive folder full of drum samples that Mitch had taken from the National amazing. Music Center. Okay, wow. Um, which, thank you, Mitch. They're amazing. They're so useful. <laughs> um, He's incredible. He's really incredible. I'm, I'm like, every time I listen to his music, I'm just like, how is this person alive? <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, we'll, uh, we'll swing into the kind of second half of things. All right. Um, it, it feels like customary at this point to just start off talking about COVID a little bit, but um, mm. how it's been nearly two years of just straight pandemic at this point. How yeah. has that gone for you? Like, how have you filled up your time and stayed sane? Um, I, you know, other than like writing new music and like um, weight training has been helpful as well, but um I mean, I started a new program. I'm learning um, web development. That's been great. Um, I'm starting a band. Like, I have a live band going on, and we're, like, figuring out the configuration of the album, like, live. Yeah. And, yeah, just, like, working on music, working on coding, and working out. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good list of things to you know keep yourself happy and healthy that's that's good yeah yeah how long have you been in vancouver now i've been in vancouver since december okay so not not too long then not too too long yeah how's uh how's how's the adjustment for that is it the like did you grow up in montreal then as well i grew up in vancouver okay so like my whole family's here Ah, so you're like back home then. I'm back home. So it's like seeing old buds and all that. Yeah, yeah. How does how does yeah. that feel then after some time away? It's a bit of a trip for sure. It's kind of like back being back in time a little bit, but it's good. It feels like a different chapter of my life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How how is Vancouver as a city to grow up in? Is it um like I imagine as with any city there are kind of unique challenges and, and benefits, but um yeah, how 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 was that? I mean, I would say if anything, um you know, I didn't realize how how much I needed more um I just think that the the biggest thing that kind of struck me when I did get to Montreal was how much the city um, really focuses on the arts. I think growing up in Vancouver, it was like I had all this creativity inside of me, but I didn't really have the culture surrounding me. Yeah. It It's a very like, 
it's like I don't want to like talk bad about my home, but it's a bit yeah. lackluster, you know. <laughs> like it's it's a sleepy city where people like do a lot of outdoorsy things rather than like you know go focus on like the arts and like indoor shows and like you know things like that. So it depends on what you want in Vancouver, but yeah, yeah. You mentioned there like being a pretty creative kid. Was it was was that coming out in terms of like an interest in music or an interest in like other arts and and cultural kind of activities or? Um. Yeah, I think I started off in dance. So I was a dancer for a few years before I ever got into music, and I started learning um, electric bass. And from there, I learned guitar, and I was like writing songs. And then I went to jazz school and learned um, piano, and yeah, it's just kind of evolved from there. Where did you uh, Where did you go to school for jazz stuff? Um, I went to Vancouver Community College. Okay, cool. Yeah, BCC. Had you played much piano before that? Like, I, I guess obviously, probably not at all. No, I oh, didn't okay. play any piano. So I, I, yeah, when I got into like the jazz program at VCC, they I took a minor in jazz piano. Okay. Yeah, and so I basically learned from scratch there. Do, do you like? This is maybe like a, a kind of weird existential question, but do you, do you think of yourself like chiefly as? playing any one instrument or like having any one particular skill set like would you call yourself like I am a songwriter or I am a producer or I am like a piano player or if I had to pick one I'd say I am a vocalist okay yeah did 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 you do vocal training at any point or are you like self-taught I've never I've never been trained vocally but um I've been trained like for my ear, like learning yeah, how yeah. to hear different notes and like know what they are, what the intervals are and how to sing a scale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ear training was great for my voice actually. For sure. I, I know um uh I, I did the music program at McEwen in, in Edmonton here and okay. uh I'm not like I'm not a good singer. I've never taken any kind of formal education with that but like I, I think just understanding like or practicing on on any other instrument it, it's really cool how that will kind of kind of transfer over to either voice or or any other instrument like 100 percent. it's so true like I think yeah the more that you train one it kind of grows or or helps out the other for sure you're right when did you write start uh, writing songs then? Like, when did that kind of start happening for you? Um, I started writing songs when I was, like, 11, I think. Or, like, at least I started writing poetry. I didn't really realize that they were songs. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, writing, like, these, like, lines of poetry that have me- that had melody to them. But I couldn't, like, play any instruments, so I was just, like, creating it in my head. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that's interesting just because I feel like um again maybe this is just kind of my own experience and bias speaking but um it's interesting to start writing lyrics for songs before you either have the capacity or even know that what you want to be doing is setting them to music. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. 
I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I did that, but that's how it started. Are you still fairly lyrically focused? Like, is that... I would say, like, I, I think I'm more, like, vocally focused now. Right. Like, like the chords will come, and then, like, maybe I'll sing, like, melodies over top with, like... Yeah gibberish and then i'll like figure out what the gibberish means <laughs> yeah like that's how it goes i i don't know if you have any interest in in the beatles at all or have seen the the documentary that came out a little while ago um, no i haven't is it good it it's great yeah i mean i'm a massive beatles guy and so i can just kind of uh you know sit there with my head in my hands and like take it in um, yeah that's and sick. just be thrilled um but there there's a scene in that where paul mccartney's re- like writing a song live on camera okay and it's funny because it's really satisfying to watch that and he's just kind of playing chords and singing gibberish and it's this weird moment of like oh Everybody does this the same yes. way. Yes. Everybody sounds like a lunatic when they do this. It's so real. Um, and sometimes, like, words will just come out of, th- like, thin air, and then they'll just be what they are right away. But then other most times I have to, like, figure out what the words are afterwards. Right. Yeah, I, I think there's something yeah. kind of special about the kind of gibberish mode because when the magic happens you just kind of get out of your own way and a couple words just come out and yeah oh yeah it's true um yeah uh let's chat about um it i guess it's not a super new record at this point but let's talk about the latest record we'll call it that okay um when did when did the the like the writing process start for that when when did you start working on it in earnest well, I think that um, there were a few songs that were ready, like, years before the album was ever even, like, a fully formed thought. Um, but I think we started to really sit down and, like, organize the album in, like, like 2019, the end of 2019, maybe the okay. beginning of 2020. No, like, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. Okay, so it's been, it's been like brewing for a while. Then that's not. Uh, mm-hmm. I part of me again. I've had a lot of conversations with people where it's like a oh, pandemic hit, wrote a record. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean the pandemic hit, and and we did write songs, and then they did actually become part of the album. But for the most part, we had the majority of the songs before the pandemic hit, and then we had to we had to pause the first, like we were gonna release it in 2020, but then we decided to like pause and wait. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you're like starting a, a project like this, um, like what, I guess, what is the first step for you to sit down and like write a new piece of music? What, what does that look like? I think the first thing that I think about is what do I want the mood to be? Like, what am I feeling right now? What is my energy? And then I'll like sit at the piano. Then I'll start like playing out some chords and then something will strike my interest. And then I'll try to like riff on it a little bit. Maybe I might record it on my computer 
put it into logic and like have it play in a loop and add more things to it or maybe I might just like start singing over top of it in a, a freestyle sorry <laughs> yeah yeah and um yeah and then I'll just build on it from there but it usually starts out being chords and then vocals yeah yeah do you do a lot of demoing at home like do you record fairly intricate demos or, or do you keep things pretty spartan and plain well yeah i mean for the most part almost all of my songs were written in my room yeah yeah and i think that for demos yeah we try to like i try to get things as as like developed as i can and then i might like ask other producers to come in and like collaborate with me yeah and um like share their skills or their talents or their whatever their perspective and then yeah or i'll yeah that's kind of how it goes actually yeah so i i yeah i wanted to bring up because there's uh you know a few different producers working with you across this record um what do you look for when you're trying to find somebody to collaborate with um are, are you looking for like an aesthetic um match for a specific track or like interesting contrasts or or yeah what do you look for i think the most important thing for me is that i i feel good about their energy honestly like the first thing well okay so i have to be inspired by the music they make regardless of me right like their own music has to be inspiring for me and then maybe i might reach out and then we'll like chat for a bit and then I, um, and then I will basically feel our our vibes together. And then if I, if I feel like we have like a, I don't know, like a good energy flow together, then I'll be like, okay, let's, let's make a track if you're down and then go from there. The biggest thing is energy. And then like, if I'm inspired by their, their sounds. Right. Yeah. Are, are most of the people that you collaborated with on this, are, are they people that you like already knew and were already familiar with or were lots of them kind of new contacts? Um, most of them were my friends. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were already my homies and uh, I, I've worked with most of them in previous projects. Um, yeah. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the video that just came out too. Um, you know, just off the bat, maybe I'll just give you a couple minutes to kind of talk about that song. I imagine this is the track that we'll feature at the end of the episode as well. Um, okay. it's called yeah. Ooh Yeah. Um, what, what's going on in this tune? Um, yeah, I mean, this song is kind of about like shedding previous selves and stepping into, you know, your honoring your your yourself really, and just kind of like reclaiming your power. And um, sometimes that can be hard after a breakup. I think that the majority of my songs on this album are about <laughs> relationships. <laughs> And so, yeah, this one is kind of about like the aftermath of a relationship of where you, you know, you find autonomy again and you reclaim yourself. And I think that that's kind of what it is. And it's also about like um, being okay alone in so many different aspects, like 
being okay alone without like company without like um outside influences on your music like without like a sexual partner like being okay in like every aspect yeah Mm -hmm. What, what do you think makes um like I imagine we're talking about like romantic relationships what makes that kind of fertile ground for you like what makes that a really interesting thing to write about um I think that it comes easy to me when I like I'm feeling great uh emotion right and I feel like great emotions when I'm in relationships like whether it be like great positive or great bad like just massive feelings yeah yeah and so it yeah it just kind of like comes out yeah i don't know it's just something that i find really easy to write about i usually use music as healing so it's kind of sure yeah yeah well i i thought it was interesting too just because um again you talked about like you know sitting down to write a track and the idea of like before you even start writing kind of checking in with yourself and it's like what am I feeling like right now and Mm. can I play some things that reflect that yeah Um, and I think that makes total sense then that it's like you know a source of absolutely like intense emotion is romantic relationships like for sure Mm -hmm. yeah for sure what what made that song something that you wanted to make a video of and like wanted to highlight in that way I think that there's like a lot of shame around honoring yourself, even though sometimes people are like, yeah, you got to put yourself first, like blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that some people, I don't know, there's like this, this guilt that I think people feel about putting yourself first. And I just wanted to like highlight that, like, it's okay. It's okay that your, your needs matter. And like, that's important. And, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I've struggled with in my life of like, you know, my feelings are valid and like my needs matter and like putting myself first is important and I should be doing that. It was like a reminder to me, but also just like I wanted to express that sentiment and um, and hopefully like people will resonate with it. Yeah, I mean, I think too there's something that is... Um like uh gender wise worth talking about there too just yeah um, totally you know i think typically it's it's uh culturally normalized for us to expect uh kind of women to be stepped on if that makes sense and not to kind of yeah have boundaries or kind of put yourself before um particularly like men right yeah for sure yeah for sure i think yeah definitely there is like a sense of programming there that happens well uh we're gonna listen to uh we're gonna listen to this swell track called "Ooh yeah um i don't know uh yeah if you've got any any parting words that you want to end on at all but uh um uh yeah follow your dreams and (laughs) lead with your heart yeah and don't drive a semi-truck to ottawa Um, there you go (laughs) perfect (laughs) (laughs) well uh Jeanette thanks uh thanks so much for for coming uh coming on and chatting it's been a, a real pleasure yeah thank you for having me
Inside the Artist Studio is produced by Sean Davis Newton for the Cups and Cakes Network. The featured track, Ooh Yeah, was played with permission from Jeanette King. Thanks to Laundry Week for the use of their song, Nothing on My Mind, from the Grimpy EP as both our intro and outro music. Inside the Artist Studio is one of the many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, cupsandcakespod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's Cups, the letter N cakespod.com 
Thanks for listening.